Masters of Pain show coming to you live from God's country, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and still missing, sad day, Father Brian O'Brien, the pastor of St. Francis Xavier at uh, 711 North Country Club. Uh, I'm Father Kerry Wakulich here, the pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center at the corner of Miller and Knobloch. Uh, if you haven't been out here in a while, uh, I would encourage you to check us out on social media, uh, SFX Stillwater for uh, St. Francis Xavier, and you can find all that stuff and uh, get connected with all the awesome stuff that's going on this summer on their schedule and the ministry that uh, that not only for Catholics, but for those people who, who are interested in just like, Discovering more about Catholicism, Father Brian O'Brien's got this uh, uh, this uh, catechism on every Saturday after Mass, and uh, St. John Catholic Student Center's got summer campus ministry going on. You know, we uh, we have Mass every day, Iron Monk, they have trivia nights. Uh, every Sunday, we do a little sporting event together, uh, all the college students. So if you're out there and you're like, huh, well, I just... I- the summertime is not a time I typically grow in my face live. I usually take a little break. Well, this summer ain't the summer to do that. So, come on over. Anyway, uh, I have a I have a special guest in the studio audience. Studio audience? No, no, not there is no studio. There's a studio, and the audience is me and Don. Well, Don and uh, you know, hey, so. There's no really studio audience. Okay, okay, back on track, back on track. So uh, we brought in another guest. Last week, we brought in uh, Chris Petrin, uh, PhD student, getting his master's degree. And we talked about the the incarnation and tried to go really, 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 really deep on one subject matter. Because I, I think people kind of dismiss the incarnation as just like, well, it's just an event in history and it happened. No, it changed all of history. The incarnation, and you can you can study a little more of that. I encourage you to do that today. Oof. Trevor, the Trevor Alley, welcome to Pastors of Pain. A round of applause for Trevor Alley. Ah, there's much rejoicing. Trevor, howdy. Hello, Father. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm super wonderful, and I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead you. I'm gonna lead Trevor through this little conversation because. Uh, I described him the other day. I said, yeah, I'm having Trevor Alley on, on the show. And someone said, who? They said, Trevor Trevor Alley. And they're like, who's he? And I said, ah, oh, he's like maybe 6'1", 6'2", blonde hair, white guy. And they're like, okay, you just described like 20 other guys. And I started describing, and then someone said, does he have Our Lady of Guadalupe tat on his left forearm? And I said, Yeah. And they said, you could have actually started with that, Father. You could have started with guy who's got an incredibly awesome Our Lady of Guadalupe tat on his left forearm. Now, Trevor Alley, you have a Our Lady of Guadalupe tat on your left forearm. We're not starting there, though. Uh, so wh- why I wanted to bring you in is uh, I, someone sent me a video of you talking about your conversion to Catholicism. And then below, someone circled on the picture like 25,000 views. Is that, is that, is that right? It's it's a little bit more than that, but yeah. Well, how many, give a, be humble right now and just go ahead and tell us. It's uh, I'm, last time I checked, it was around forty six thousand. Forty six thousand people watched your conversion story. Yeah, and, and so, oh, do you know why they watched your conversion story? No, I, re- 
<laughs> I, I originally just made it for family and friends. So if they asked why you became Catholic, I just could send that video. Job send, done. Yeah. Yeah. You you didn't want to repeat your story over and over and over again. You're yeah. just like, here, just watch this. Not really, but here we are right now. So your mom watched it 46,000 times. Is that what you're saying? No, I actually, my parents weren't one of the people I sent it to. I don't even know if they know it exists. Really? Really. So your your little little sister or brother or nine, you know, maybe nine thousand cousins watched it, um, you know, three thousand times each. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Based on the comments, people from all over watched that thing. Watched it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about your conversion story so that we can get a gr- grasp of wh- why why people thought it was. So great. Like, where did you grow up? Where are you from? Are you an Okie or are you one of those other people, lowlanders that are not an Okie? Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, I was born in Tulsa, but uh, I grew up, but I grew up in a small little town called Paul's Valley. Well, everybody knows where Paul's Valley is. Everybody knows where Paul's Valley is. South Central Oklahoma. Why, Why does everybody know where Paul's Valley is right now? Uh, because of the construction. Is that where you're going? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. There's just a massive construction there. Yeah. It's a big backup anytime you go down there. Yeah. Okay. So you grew up in Paul's Valley and what, like, what was your, what was your faith life growing up in Paul's Valley? So when I was pretty little, uh, we went to a Methodist church and then maybe when I was like 12, we switched over to a non-denominational church that was, I mean, largely Pentecostal. Uh, we went to church pretty much every Sunday. Um, it was kind of just something I took for granted. Um, I mean, going into high school, I, I went to church, but I don't know how serious about my faith life I was. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll just say I just wasn't serious about it. Okay, you know, that's honest. Um, I mean, my junior year in high school, I was uh, I was pretty miserable, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Whoa. And that was a combination of things, but a lack of relationship with God was one of those things. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just... There was faith going on in, I I wouldn't call it like full on like Christian disciple, like I, you know, I've given my life to the Lord and I am a holy virtuous man filled with the Holy Spirit, ready to share the gospel and die for the Lord. It was more like, I'm a Christian and I've been baptized and that's about it. Yeah. I went to church. I didn't do drugs. I thought, <laughs> thought that was about it. You didn't yeah. murder people. That's right. So you didn't, you didn't, there's two commandments you didn't violate. So there we go. We're, we're covered there. Wow. Congratulations. If that's the measuring bar of Christianity, I am a saint right now. Thank you, Trevor, for canonizing me on the radio. Yeah, no problem. Okay. So there you go. So you got high school and that, and then what, like, what, why are you now hanging out with a priest in a radio station? What, what happened between then and, because that was, you're 20 what, 22? 21. You're 21. I am 21, yeah. So that was three and some change years ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, as I said, I was pretty miserable and I wanted to change something. And I realized I was uh, living a pretty two-faced life. I was mm. one person at church and another person outside of church. And so I just wanted to get serious about it. And um my sister actually invited me to go to a uh, Christian summer camp up outside Tulsa that she'd been going to oh, since cool. she was a little kid Whoa. every year. Now she was like a summer counselor. It was my last year to go before I... You You're know, coming here to OSU that next summer? 
No, uh, I would just hit the age limit. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was before my senior year in high school, okay. the summer before. Yeah. And so she says, go. I was like, all right, I'll go. And it was there that I got baptized and just kind of tried to take things seriously. So, I mean, I just right. read the New Testament. You know, that's, that's what I had. And so I just read it, you know, a lot Wait. and just kind of just went through it. And uh, going into my senior year in high school, I wanted to try and change some things. So I found, uh, or we got a new youth pastor at this church I was going to. And so me and him sat down several times um, and just, he really tried to pour into me and tried to change my life around. Um, Share the gospel, help you become a virtuous man, be yeah. filled with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's kind of how I would say my real journey with Christ started right there. Yeah, Sweet. Okay, so that so that guy is like helping you is uh, helping you be you know become a holy man and taking on the life of Christ and then what's next you you finish your senior year of high school out play football run track mm -hmm. and then yeah well uh, during my senior year as I'm starting to take my faith seriously I had another friend who invited me to his church and it was uh, it was Church of Christ. and I went to his service and they don't use instruments right oh, uh -huh. and I came from this very charismatic church that, you know, <laughs> almost like a rock concert at times. And so I went into that, Pentecostal. Yeah, stepped into that and was like, wow, like that was what? really boring was like my thought. And I just, I didn't understand why he would do that. And so he told me, you know, well, we don't use instruments. And I was like, why? And so then we got into a theological argument over instruments what but, really? Yeah, we did. Uh, just trying to use the Bible to prove our points, and that was kind of uh, my realization that hey, maybe these names on the front of these different churches actually mean something, right? And there's actually diversity within the uh, the Christian expression, and so I wanted to know what did the first Christians do, and that kind of led me on a rabbit trail. Um, of all sorts of YouTube videos, uh, just and reading different things, and but it, but it was it was essentially a crisis of faith because I realized I only believe what I believe because I've been told this growing up, and oh. that's not uh, a really a good reason to believe something. Yeah, just I mean we we believe gravity exists. We do because we've been told all our life, and we've been told to like you know, don't belch at the dining room table all our life. That's right. I, I can also uh, drop a pencil and see that it falls, but something as big a claim as like, hey, Christ rose from the dead. It's like, why do I believe that? Because the book tells me so, because my parents tell me so. It's like, I need to know if this is actually true. So what was your investigation process out there? I mean, like you got in some Carmen San Diego mode or like Monk, uh, maybe Encyclopedia Brown, Boy Detective, or... Father Brown Mysteries from G.K. Chesterton. Which which route did you take in your investigation? Uh, one of the first books I read was The Case for Christ. Because it's like, let's figure out... I mean, I was starting baseline. Like, I, okay. I didn't really assume anything. I was like, okay, did Jesus Christ exist? Did he rise from the dead? Let's solve that one first. Okay. And once we, Very methodical. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, once, we, once we hit that one, it's like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty convinced that this happened. It's like... What 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 is it? What does it mean to be a Christian? Like I believe this. What do I do now? Uh -huh. And so it's like, well, what did the people who knew Christ do? What did the people who knew the people who knew Christ do? That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. And uh, one of the first things I came upon was like this idea that there's a true presence in the Eucharist. And well, I mean, our my experiences with 
communion where it's just a symbolic act. It wasn't done, I would say, very reverently. Um, and so that was a pretty radical idea to me. And uh, that led to a lot of uh, some, some readings and a lot of YouTube videos, Catholic <laughs> versus Protestant, you know, just watching these scholars talk about these things. And that was the one of the first things that uh, I became convinced of was like early Christians believed the real presence existed. I have to go somewhere that believes that. Whoa. And wh where did you stumble upon this real presence in the Eucharist of Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist? Yeah, I can't remember exactly when I first came upon it. It was just looking at what early Christians believed. And somehow I came across this idea that they believed that Christ was actually present you know, in the in the bread and the wine. And you didn't dismiss it as like, oh, well, that's just tomfoolery. I wasn't dismissing anything, right? You were like, not I, dismissing I, I wiped the, the slate clean. I mean, I, I was looking into other religions for a while. I mean, Islam, seriously. You've read the Quran. I've read part of it. I haven't read it okay. cover to cover, but it, it interested me. And in some senses, it appealed to me. It's very simple, right? You don't have to deal with the whole Trinity. It's just like one <laughs> God, it's monotheism. Like, Hey, that seems like really easy to follow. And it's yeah, yeah. just like a really simple way of life I felt like. And so I don't know. It also got rid of the whole, uh, God becoming man. You don't have to deal with that. You, yeah, you know? don't have to deal with the incarnation. Yeah. You don't have to deal with that stuff. And so that kind of just appealed to me. But, uh, yeah, once we, uh, wrote that one off, um, there was, it's like, okay, what did the first Christians believe? Oh, and what were some first sources? Uh, Chris and I talked about some uh, some sources. What are what were some sources that you read that were like, this sounds so good. I I don't know why I got. I couldn't out. even give you the names of the fathers I read, but I would just find myself on the internet like looking up. There's I mean there's some websites that just have listings of like the early church fathers uh -huh. and like what they say about particular topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you just go down them and like read, what did they say about Christ's presence in the Eucharist? So you Googled like early church fathers, Eucharist quotes. Yeah. I don't know if I knew the term church fathers. It was probably early Christians. But you like, believe. yeah, early Christians, Eucharist, mm -hmm. and you'd find stuff like the Didache. And you're like, yeah. what is this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. never heard of this. It was all new to me and it was, it was fascinating. Um, and I, it was just very, I mean, I didn't know anything about church history. Like, I couldn't tell you who uh, St. Augustine was. Other no than, idea. Other than a beach town on the east side of Florida? Yeah, something like that. I had, I had no idea who he was. Um, all these names were new to me. Um, I mean, I, I knew, I mean, essentially my church history started at, like, you know, Martin Luther. Uh, but I really couldn't even tell you that much about him. Wow. Yeah. So you're doing all this, and this is your senior year of high school or your freshman year of college? This is my senior year of high school. Um, and as that year wraps up, this same youth pastor that I had uh -huh. mentioned previously, he invites me to go to another summer camp. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to go. but oh, uh, reluctant. I, I, again, I was just like right at the age limit. I was like, oh, I got to go with all these little kids. But it's like, okay, he's done a lot for me. He wants me to go. I'll go. He thinks it'll be good for you. He thinks it'll be good for me. Okay. So I go and... Um, here in the state of Oklahoma or out of state? It was here in Oklahoma. I don't remember what town it was. It was put on by Assemblies of God, okay. I believe. Um, but I go to that and uh, as I have all these things on, on my mind... Because you of, think about stuff. Yeah. Like, I, when, you and, when you and I are chatting, you have an, like, you don't have an endless supply of stuff you've been thinking on, but you have a long list of stuff you've been thinking on. Yeah. So, boom, all this stuff of early church fathers, 
where you've been, religion, Eucharist, and like, is there multiple Christian denominations? Is this a different expression of Christianity? Well, what about Islam? It's really simple. That's all going on. That's going on, and it's sort of just on my heart as I'm going to this um, to this Christian camp. And uh, one night they're having the uh, the worship service, you know, and uh, in between the songs, uh, the lead singer she takes a, a mic. And she says, I feel like there's a Trevor in the room. <laughs> oh, and... I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. This is the lead singer that does what? This is the lead singer during the worship service. I was like, praise and worship. And yeah, she just yeah. takes the mic. Yeah, in between songs and says, I feel like there's a Trevor in the room. She says your name. She says my name. Yeah, which, you know, it catches your attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know like three Trevors in a 10-year period in campus ministry. Yeah, so... <laughs> I feel like there's a Trevor in the room. You hey, know. What, did, what did you do? Did your I, eyes I like, shoot up, you know? I pay attention, you know? It's like, okay, I'm Trevor. I'm in the room. So I feel like there's a Trevor in the room, and he needs to know that the Lord's house has many rooms. And she says that as I'm kind of what? pondering this over my heart. Like, do I become Catholic? I don't know what to do. Like, I would really appreciate a sign, God, because all my family's Protestant. There's no ex-Catholics. There's no lapsed Catholics. There's nothing. It's all Protestant, like, through and through. And... Uh, and so she says that, and uh, I, I honestly, I, I didn't know what it meant. It, it didn't answer my question. I uh-huh. was like, God, if you could have just said, Trevor, be Catholic, or Trevor, don't be Catholic, <laughs> like, I would have known exactly what to do in this situation. But, yeah. So yeah. She, you were expecting her to be like, and there's a, there's a Trevor in the room, and I just got a message from the Lord, ah, become Catholic. And you'd have been, Yes! Yeah. That would have been it. Sealed the deal. That would have been super easy to follow. Background music slowly playing. But so I found her after it was over, talked to her, asked her exactly what she heard. She said just that um, that morning while she was praying. She felt like there was going to be a Trevor that night, and she needed to say that during worship service. Seriously? Yeah. Did I get my goosebumps? Yeah. So over the next couple <laughs> days, uh, still at the camp, um, just like running it through my mind. What does it mean? The Lord's house has many rooms. And I didn't know. And that was kind of frustrating. And so I kind of just tried to dismiss it. It's like, must have been a different Trevor in the room. And that must have answered his question. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't dismiss it. And um, I just kind of was like, okay, either the Lord's house has many rooms. It doesn't matter how you express your faith or the Lord's house has many rooms. It's okay to pursue this route. Oh, and, okay. Uh, Distinguish. Yeah, that's kind of, to be honest, I still don't know exactly what that message means. I don't think I will know until I die. That's just a feeling I have. But, um, so anyway, a couple nights later, this is the same camp. Um, they have, after the worship service or after the message, I'm not sure, they had like an altar call, right? Like mm-hmm. where you go up and have people pray for you. And so I found this guy, um, Never talked to him in my life before. Haven't talked to him since. Just asked him to uh, pray for me, you know, because I I didn't know where to go. And um, I can't remember his exact words, but it was something along the lines of, Lord, I pray that whichever path you would have Trevor go down would be as clear as a neon sign in darkness. And (laughs) yeah, he said that. And at that moment, I mean, it's hard to explain whenever you don't actually 
conjure an image in your mind. It just comes to you. But it was the Catholic Church as if it was written in light bulbs, like on Broadway in darkness. And so, bang, just right in my mind. Like as he's praying for you. Yeah, as he says those words, right right then Stop. it happens. Yeah. Shut up, really. Yeah. I mean, it's like you saw the words Catholic? Yeah, the Catholic Church. Those words exactly. This guy prayed spelled out. So twice in 24 hours, someone said something who you did not know. It was like, Trevor, there's a room and the God's, God's got many houses in this, many rooms in this house. First. Then the next night, dude's praying over you. Yeah, two nights later. Yeah. Two nights later. And wherever path you want to lead, Trevor, let it be as bright as a neon sign. Yeah, exactly. And then whammo, it happened that instantly. It happens. And so I go back and sit down. Okay, like, by the way, this has never happened to me. Yeah. Um, just so just so you know. And I would love to have a neon sign or someone say, Carrie, just shut up and go to seminary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quit dancing around the subject and goop and running all over the country. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, it, it happened. And so I, I went and sat back down. And was like, okay, like this is what I'll do. Um, talked to my youth pastor. He was actually really supportive. I thought maybe you were going to be like a Gideon who was like, oh, well, Lord, okay, no, let me try you again. If you could have it a neon sign backwards, <laughs> and if you could do that, that would be great. And make it blink neon. The Gideon when he's like, yeah. okay, Lord, you got some on this side. Now, could you get it on the sand and not on the blanket? Yeah, I love that story. It's very human to yeah. have a literal miracle from God and say, oh, just do it one more time. Just do know, it one just more so time, can but be make sure. it more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, so that happened and just prayed about it. I don't know what to do now. There's one Catholic church in Paul's Valley. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really want to go there, to be honest, uh, for other reasons. Um, and so I was just like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And uh, so I uh, just felt like, you know, you get to still water. This was, I, I knew at this point I was going to uh -huh. be coming, start of school. Um, find the Catholic priest there, talk to him. So I get on, you know, look up Catholic Church Stillwater, find St. John's website. I see your picture. I send you an email, I think. Did it's I like, respond to your email? You did respond to my email eventually. I think it was like several days later. Okay. But you did, right. yeah, you did respond. Um, and, uh, we scheduled a time to meet. This was my second day on campus. I don't know if you remember this. We met, we went for a walk around campus. Uh, we went to the student union, sat down and then I told you this story and I don't even remember what you said. You're just like, wow. Okay. And, uh, started... so you totally distracted and socialized with nine other people. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Then that happened. Yeah. <laughs> that story is real. Yeah. <laughs> So I uh, started going to Mass on Sundays at first, and then started going every day. And uh, yeah, that's that's how we're here now with a big gap in between. But yeah. And that transports us to this. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Now, this is my second question for all this. Why would 45,000 people think that's interesting? I don't know. Um I guess maybe it's a little bit out there. I mean, conversion stories are always interesting, right? Okay. Like seeing what happens to the human heart. We're humans. We like to know what goes on in other humans. So there's something that we can connect with there. Why it blew up? I don't know. Like the first, when I put it up, it probably had you know, 100 views for the first three months. And then all of a sudden it just spiked and it just started hitting. Uh, I don't know YouTube's algorithms, but for some reason it's found its way in there. Wow. 
And, and what did you include in that video that you didn't talk about right now? Uh, I've never actually watched the video. So you don't know what you said? I I, I definitely read it all. I wrote it all out uh -huh. because I wanted to make sure. I want to make sure I have everything in here that's happened to me. So I wrote it out and read it on the computer as I was going through it. But it was just my my conversion story. I don't. There's nothing that comes to mind that I left out that I didn't just tell you right now. So we expect now 45,000 people to listen to this show. So uh, if yeah. you don't, if 45,000 people don't, Trevor? Mm -mm. I don't know if you, I don't know. I, uh, well, I'm, I'm not in control of that. Like I'm God's not in hands. control of that. Okay, well, okay. Now, now you're Catholic. You went through the catechumenate. You went through our CIA program. You went through our Catholicism, right of Christian initiation of adults. Mm -hmm. Okay, what, what? What do you love about being Catholic? I, so one, that's it. Like, what do you, what's like a couple of things you're like, I love this about being Catholic. Uh, and two, what, uh, how has uh, becoming Catholic or entering into the, the fullness of the church then ushered on this like life of prayer and becoming a, a, a even, um, I, I think, you know, people built your foundation of being a disciple of the Lord, like that guy at the uh, who asked you to go to summer camp. The second guy, and your sister, how, how has your faith life grown since then? So, taking the first question first, uh, <laughs> yeah, what do I what do I love about being Catholic? I mean, <laughs> there's there's not really a wrong answer to that, and there's probably <laughs> also like a, a really textbook answer that you could give, like the catechism would give. This is why you should be Catholic. But something that comes to mind is just like I like being connected to something bigger than myself. And I like being connected to something that has history going all the way back to Jesus Christ and even beyond, right, okay. into the Old Testament. Like, I feel, it, it's just a, it's, it's a weird feeling, especially like whenever you help serve Mass, like like as an altar boy. It's like, man, I, I, I just feel connected to all the Old Testament prophets who used to go into the temple and worship in the Holy of Holies because Whoa. that's what we have okay. access to right here in the Eucharist. And so I, that's just one thing that comes to mind. Um, the second question. Oh, give me a second thing that you love okay. about being Catholic. Another thing that I love about being Catholic is, I mean, sort of something I've discovered recently is I, I love the universality of the church, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm particularly interested in Eastern Christianity. Yeah. I love that Catholicism has that other branch, right? And we have all these unique expressions of the faith it's it's truly universal i mean as opposed to you know say i was russian orthodox like maybe there's somewhat of a connection with the other <laughs> orthodox churches right but primarily i am russian orthodox whereas i'm catholic i'm part of the whole right uh -huh. so like i i can go to a latin mass and i can go down the street to a byzantine mass and we're all one. Uh, oh yeah yeah like you cerro malabar you can go to these, like, you can hear people speak the language of in, uh, from India, different cultural languages. You know, the Ambrosian rite. There's all these different rites and different sort of branches to the one tree that is Catholic. Yeah, I love the more, like, unique expressions within different areas, but they're all connected to the whole. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, uh, so now, so, second question was, how how is this... You know, with with the um, big umbrella variety of things in the Catholic world, like what is what has helped grow your faith life and relationship with the Lord Jesus, and kind of being brought into the kingdom of the Heavenly Father. 
Yeah, I mean, one thing that's really changed um, as opposed to whenever I first converted was a lot of my conversion was intellectual. Okay. Right? It's like, okay, Catholics have better answers on this question than I do, so I'm going to go with them. And it also introduced me to people like St. Thomas Aquinas, where it's like, wow, there's actually a really strong um, scholasticism in the church. And so that really drew me in, but I sort of have an... um, um, I don't want to say negative, but somewhat negative view actually of like mysticism. And so reading the church mystics and like the mystery, I mean, that drew me into something way deeper. And that's really grown with, with, uh, my prayer life and just trying to experience God and also a change of mind. It's like, it doesn't matter what argument I put down on paper that God exists. You have to experience in the heart and that's where true change happens. So it's like the intellectual side brought me to the table, but the mystery is what keeps me fed. Wait, hold on a second. Say that again. The intellectual side of the faith brought me to the table, but it's the mystery that keeps me fed. Did you make that up? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I th- I've definitely said that to people before. I haven't heard that before. It's, so. Yeah. It's either yours, yours, you heard it somewhere, or you made it yours from hearing it somewhere, or some sort of combination. But the intellect, the intellectual side brought you to the table. The mystery keeps you fed. Absolutely. Uh, that's a brilliant. Give, give the people, we have 30 seconds left. Give them one thing that maybe they should study this summer to grow in their faith, to come to the table and more deeply be fed. Yeah, it's kind of tough um, in Oklahoma because we don't really have a Byzantine church here. But just if you haven't been to a divine liturgy, go. Like see the whole other lung of the church breathing in action because it is beautiful. Oh. Or find some Eastern Catholic uh, writings as well. Yeah, those work. Wow. Okay. Trevor Alley. Thanks, man. Uh, and you can check out his uh, his video. Uh, just Google Trevor Alley on YouTube and you'll find his stuff. Uh, and so pray for Father Brian O'Brien as he journeys back to Stillwater, America. And have a fantastically beautiful summer here in Stillwater or wherever you are these days. Peace. Peace.